Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be with you here on the podcast this week. I wanted to record this episode about how to ask for what you want because I think the timing is apropos because it is Aries season. Aries season started on March 21st and it goes until April 19th. And for those of you who are not super familiar with astrology, it's a great time for new beginnings, for taking initiative, for asking for what you want, for getting your drive going and being really passionate about what it is that you desire in this world, because it is the beginning of the astrological year. So for us people who work with the normal calendar, New Year is in the beginning of January. According to the lunar calendar, New Year is sometime in February. And with the astrological New Year, that happens now, kicking off on March 21st and going for about a month. So I want to encourage all of you guys to take this next month as a fortuitous time to ask for what you want, to make it really clear and then starting to put some action behind the path forward towards those dreams. That is actually how we'll be dividing this podcast, be in two parts. The first part is how to ask for what you want from life, from the universe. And the second part is more tactical, and that is how to ask for what you want from other people. And both are very valuable skills. Oftentimes, you need both to work in tandem with each other, and we're going to be spending the first half of the podcast talking through the best way to set your intentions, to put down on paper, what is it that you want from this precious existence of yours on this earth? In the second half, we'll move more into the mundane of how do you ask for things from the people in your life, whether it's your romantic partner, your friends, your parents, your bosses. We all need this skill in being able to express what we want and then being persuasive in getting it. I'm really excited about this because it's two topics that I've spent a lot of time thinking about encapsulated into one umbrella topic today. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the first part, how to get what you want, how to ask for it from life and from the universe. So we're talking about your dreams and your goals. How do you actually state what it is that you want and then allow the room for you to receive it? And I'm going to start off with a little bit of an anecdote that has been really relevant to me these days. In 2015, December of 2015, this was about six years ago, a little over six years ago, then I had just gotten divorced and I actually took a month to go on a trip to Bali by myself. And this was really big for me because I had never taken a trip by myself like this before, where it was completely about what I wanted. I didn't have to negotiate with another person And I had been in this four-year relationship that was now ending where it was very codependent and I was constantly thinking about what my partner wanted without them even having to tell me what are his preferences, what will upset him, what will make him happy. 
And then I would plan those things as if my own satisfaction rested on his needs. So I remember taking this trip to Bali and the first day waking up and thinking, I actually don't really know what I want to do today. Who am I outside of this relationship with this person that has taken up so much space in my life? His preferences were my preferences and here I was alone and I simply didn't know how to choose for myself. It was so strange because anyone who knows me now knows that I have very unique, very strong opinions, very clear likes and dislikes, and I really plan my life pretty strongly around them, whether or not it makes things easier for other people or not. I'm pretty strict about conserving my energy and staying in my zone of genius, even if that means saying no to people that it's hard to say no to. But at that time, I didn't know how to do that. I was kind of stumbling around, going to the beach, looking up what different websites in the Lonely Planet said was fun to do. And then finally, I just sort of followed an intuitive thread that I had from a couple years earlier when I was traveling around Southeast Asia. And I really wanted to go to this place called Bali Silent Retreat Center. I hadn't been able to go back then. I had suggested it, but my partner didn't really want to go. So I thought, okay, let's go do something we both want to do. And it was there at this amazing, amazing retreat center that my mind started to really crystallize around what my preferences were. I had all this open space. I was surrounded by healthy food, spiritual books. I had time to meditate all day in silence. And I was getting to know who I was on the inside. At the end of spending a couple weeks there, I was very clear on something I wanted. I thought to myself, I wanna open a retreat center one day. And I know exactly what I want it to be like. And remember, this is a new and surprising way for me to be, to be so crystal clear and so sharp about a vision for my own life, just me, myself, and I. I had always been in relationships. I had always been in codependent relationships. I had very much formulated my life plans around someone else's. So this was very, very surprising (laughs) and felt really good. And there in my journal, about six years and four months ago, I wrote a list and at the top of the list in my journal, it said for my retreat center, it had really specific things. I wanted some stargazing beds, essentially places that people could lay down, not get bitten by mosquitoes and stare at the stars where the trees were cleared out and you could look directly into the vast and open sky. I wanted there to be food grown from the land that I would use to cook meals for people. I wanted a sauna. I also said that I wanted a library. And specifically in my journal, I wrote, I want art books everywhere. And I want secret passageways in the library. There are a lot of other things, but I want to just highlight that there. I said I wanted a library. I wanted secret passageways going through the library. And I wanted to call the place The Uplands. So I wrote this in my journal. I kept thinking about for a few years, but then very quickly when I got back to the States, I started interviewing for jobs and I wound up getting a job at a venture capital firm that took me very, very far away from my identity as a yoga instructor, a meditator, someone who wanted to live on the land. It's kind of squarely in New York, flying from San Francisco to New York all the time, busy, busy, busy at work. And this dream of a retreat center kind of got buried away. And remember when I was writing all of this in 2015, I had like no money in my bank account. 
And it was like, I spent all my money going to Bali and I was really budgeting while I was there as well. And so there was literally no way for me to start a retreat center. I couldn't even drive. Like didn't have a license, <laughs> didn't have a car. Like I don't, wouldn't even know how to get started on creating a retreat center. I've never even lived in a house before. I'd always lived in apartments. So this was really, really out of my grasp. And so then life went on, life went on. And then fast forward to today, this is six years, four months later, while it's not a done deal yet, and I don't want to jinx it, my husband and I are in the process of buying this huge plot of land with a bunch of buildings on it. And he loves books. He had a library here in Dumbo called Sorted Library. And I love books too. We have about 700 books in Canada, 2,000 books in our apartment here in New York, and probably another 3,000 or 4,000 in storage. And so we decided that we would buy this place and we would build a library. He even said to me, we should have a secret entranceway within the library. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We try to buy this house in the fall. It doesn't work. Now we're back in the process again. And it looks like things are moving forward. We signed a contract. There's still a bunch of stuff to do in the closing process, but it really looks like it's going to happen. And during this time, a friend of his asked him, hey, I actually have an additional like three to 4,000 art books that I'm trying to find a place for. Do you want to take them? He's like, well, yeah, I mean, I might be having this house come into my life. So I'm going to take these art books. <laughs> so he spent all day Monday getting some movers to come and moving 140 boxes of really, really heavy art books into a storage unit until we finalize this place in the country. We can move everything there. And so this dream is happening. And I'm sort of like, oh, interesting. Art books. I didn't think our library was going to be filled with art books, but that's cool. So today I was going back through my old journals trying to find this journal from 2015 so I could remember some of the things that I had dreamt about for a retreat center and I could incorporate them into the plan. And lo and behold, I open up my journal and I see that it says that I want art books everywhere. I want a library with secret passageways and I want to call it the Uplands. And I wrote all of this before I even met my husband or knew that this was going to be a possibility in my life. And it turns out that he's always grown up across the street from a park called Uplands Park in Canada. It was his favorite place in the whole world. And so I had the name in mind for my retreat center years before I even met him or knew this about his history. So anyway, this very long-winded story is my way of telling you that it's important to write down what you want, to ask for what you want, to be so clear about it that you have all the details written down and even if you totally forget about it, it will come around into your life because you asked for it. I literally had chills all up and down my arms and I started crying when I saw this list I had written because that was me manifesting into the world what it was that I wanted. And sure, it's taken over six years and will take some more time until this vision is fully realized, but I did it. I claimed what it was that I wanted and then I allowed it to come into my life on the timeline that it needed. So what I want to tell you about all the dreams and visions for your life that you think are just pipe dreams, that they're so silly, they're impossible, how could they ever come true? I want to say that they are real. They're coming to you. They're important. You have these dreams and these visions because they are valid and they are true. 
probably almost definitively not going to happen overnight. It'll take time, but they can never happen. They'll always be impossible unless you learn how to ask for what you want. So the best analogy for asking for what you want from the universe is equivalent to going to a restaurant and ordering food. And I know that sounds really silly, but it's a metaphor that we all intuitively understand because we've done it so many times. So you go to a restaurant and it's breakfast time and you say, I'd like a coffee, blueberry pancakes, and a side of sausage. And then the person takes your order, the chef cooks the food, and then brings it to your table. Easy. No problem. It's exactly the same thing for asking for what you want from the universe. But what you would never do is go to a restaurant and look around at the other customers and be like, well, I don't know if I should order blueberry pancakes because look at that person over there sitting across the restaurant from me. She looks way more deserving of blueberry pancakes than I do. I'm not smart enough to have blueberry pancakes. I don't deserve blueberry pancakes, so I shouldn't order them. When you go to a restaurant, you never question your own self-worth when asking for what you want, yet we do that all the time. You might think, I want to be a writer one day, but how could I ever do that? That's not for me. Or you might think, I want to be promoted next year in my job, but it'll never happen because I'm not ready yet. You have to drop any feelings that you don't deserve it and that you are not worthy for it because that's not how you get what you want. You have to believe that you deserve everything that you can dream of. So I want you to pause this podcast, get out your journal, and write down everything that you want in specific detail as if you are ordering breakfast off of a menu and it's just that easy. It's just like that. If you're ordering breakfast, you wouldn't worry that your order sounded ridiculous or it was out of your range or that you weren't ready for it. You just order it. It has nothing to do with who you are subjectively. It's just something that you're entitled to do is to order food at a restaurant. That's the agreement. It's the same energy that you bring to writing this list of the things that you want out of your life. So that's your homework. Write down in the most explicit detail that you can what your dream is, and then see if you can really visualize it in your mind's eye as well. So that specificity is really important. And that brings me to the second piece of this metaphor, this analogy, is you've got to be specific. If you went to a restaurant, you would never say, hey, can you give me something that's, you know, kind of soft, maybe is a little sweet, not too sour, um, maybe a side of something meaty and I'd like something to drink. I don't know, maybe coffee, maybe tea, maybe orange juice. If you did that, your waiter would look at you and be like, you're crazy. I have no idea what to get you. You want something soft and something sweet? I don't know what that is. You have to tell me what you want. And the universe is just like that. The universe is your cosmic waiter. They are there to give you what you want, but you have to ask for it. So don't just say in your dreams that you want to be successful and to help people in the process. What do you want to help them with? What tools or gifts do you want to use in the process of helping them? How successful do you want to be and how do you measure success? What does your day-to-day look like when you're doing that work of helping people? Who are they? What kinds of people? Allow yourself to be as particular as a secret passageway in the library because come higher hell water, as soon as you place your order, 
even if it takes six or 10 or 20 years, it's going to come your way. And that concept of however long it takes is however long it takes. That is the third piece of this metaphor, asking the cosmic waitress for what you want. What happens after you place your order and you say, I want a coffee, blueberry pancakes, and a side of sausage? You wait and you let the kitchen do what they need to do to cook your order and bring it to you. And it's as simple as that. When you go to a restaurant, you definitely do not place your order and then go back into the kitchen and micromanage people and try to cook it yourself, even though you've never made blueberry pancakes before. You're just waiting at your table. You're not getting involved with what happens in the kitchen. And the same is when you ask the universe for what you want. You put it out there. You know it's going to happen. You know you're worth it. You ask for it in specificity. And then you let go and you let life surprise you. I've had so many detours getting to where I am now with this dream of a retreat center. I opened a space in New York City that wound up closing down during the pandemic. I wrote a book proposal. I worked at a venture capital firm for almost four years. I even totally forgot about the specifics of my dream, but that was the path that I needed to take. Just as what you need to do when you order at a restaurant is you need to wait for it to come. Okay, so you know your assignment now, you know your homework. It is to write down all your amazing, visceral, wonderful dreams down in as much detail as you can. And the entire time that you're doing that, you tell yourself, I'm worth it. You don't second guess whether or not you deserve it. You just write down your dream and then trust that it'll come to you. Okay, now let's go to the second part of the podcast. This is a little bit more practical. You can actually use this on a day-to-day basis to move your life forward. And that is how to ask for what you want from other people. So first off, big props to a couple of books that I love about communication. The first is called Crucial Conversations. And it's essentially my Bible when it comes to having tough talks with people. And the second is a classic that everyone should read, and that is called Nonviolent Communication. And so this formula that I'm about to teach you is a little bit of a hybrid between these two books, but it's essentially what I coach my clients on whenever they want to have a tough dialogue with someone and to ask for what they want. And when you're the CEO of a company, it happens all the time. You have to give people feedback. You have to ask them to work in a different way. You have to ask them to do things that don't naturally occur to them. And it can be really tough for my clients who, you know, really want their employees to be happy. I was joking the other day that sometimes it feels like my whole job is coaching people and helping them to have really hard conversations skillfully. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The first step to this, it's a five-step formula, is in setting the right intentions. So let's say that the prompt here is that you want to ask your boss for a raise because you've been really underpaid. Then first you set the intention, and that is a shared intention between the two of you. It's something that you both want. So you might say, hey, Sarah, I've really enjoyed working with you over this past two years. And I wanted to have a conversation with you today because I want to make sure that I continue to work hard for this company and that you and I continue to have a good working relationship. Okay. So that's step one. You set the intention. Then you move on to step two. You offer the facts of the situation. So then you might say, okay, Sarah, what I've noticed is that 
I haven't received a significant raise in the two years that I've been here. I have also asked out in the market what people in my similar role have gotten paid, and it seems that I'm below market. And I also know roughly what Ryan and Joe at our company make, who are at the same level as I am, and I know that I'm paid 20% less than what they're paid. That's it. You just state the facts. You don't bring your feelings into it yet. But then you move on to step three, which is your feelings and the impact of the facts on you. And so then you'll say, I feel very undervalued. And this is especially sensitive because I see this occurring along gender lines. And the result is that it's making me feel really disengaged at work. And as you know, I've come here and I've given 110% into this job. I work long hours. I'm always available when you need me. But this pay discrepancy is starting to make me feel resentful and unable to show up and do my best work for this company. Okay, then you move to step four, which is to ask the person what they think. So then I'd say, I want to pause here, Sarah. And now that you've heard where my perspective and where I come from, I want to know what you think. So you listen to Sarah, you let her be heard. And then finally move on to step five and you say, great, I feel like you understand me and I understand you. And I would like for us to move forward with an action plan and to take the first steps in coming to a solution together. Is it all right if I share with you what it is that I need? Okay, so that's it. That is the five-step formula for asking for what you want. One, you state your shared intention with the other person. Two, you state the facts, just the facts of what happened. Three, then you share your feelings and the impact that those facts had on you. Four, you pause and ask the other person what it is that they think and what their perspective is. And then finally, five, you guys work together towards a shared action plan. Okay, so now I'll work through the formula again, but I'll do it as if I'm giving feedback to my husband, aka a romantic partner. So I'll start off with a shared intention and I'll say, hey, you know I hate it when we fight and I hate it when we have bad negative energy between us. So can I talk to you about something today that I think can actually help our relationship? Okay, so now you state the facts and you say, last night you went out with your friends and you said you'd be home around 11, but you actually didn't get home until three. And I texted you at 1130 and I didn't hear back for an hour. And so it made me worried because normally you're pretty responsive. So those are the facts. And then you state your feelings and you say, I know that everything was fine. And of course I trust you implicitly, but not hearing from you made me feel really anxious, and really worried. And it also made me wonder if I had done something wrong or if you were mad at me. And I actually wound up staying up all night and I wasn't able to sleep because of that. So see how there you stated your feelings and the impact it had on you. And then you pause and you say, that's my perspective though. Tell me what was going on with you last night. I want to hear your perspective on why you weren't as communicative as you normally are. Okay, so then you sit, you listen to your partner's opinions and their feelings, blah, blah, blah. And then you say, great, I feel like I understand where you're coming from and I feel like you understand where I'm coming from. Can we move forward on a plan so this doesn't happen in the future? And there it is. That's how you ask for what you want. I want to encourage all of you guys to pick one person in your life where there are things that are unsaid and practice this formula on them. I'm a big believer in this because I was a people pleaser for so much of my life that I never asked for what I wanted. Instead, I would give and give and give for other people in the way that I wanted to be treated. 
and hope that they somehow understood the exchange that was happening. And then they would give that right back to me. Like in that example of me giving my partner feedback about communicating better when I'm going to be home late, I would always be the best communicator. Or if I wanted my partner to really celebrate and care about my birthday, I would go all out for their birthday. But often those acts of love on my part were not reciprocated and I would get resentful and frustrated and then I would drink too much and then it would all come boiling out because it had been repressed there for so long. I hadn't ever asked for what I wanted. Instead, I hid behind this idea that they should just know. They should know because I had hinted at it passive aggressively or because I had done those things for them. But that's not how it works. You can't just do things for other people and expect them to return the favor. You can't just be loyal to your company and be a good employee and expect that they're going to treat you really well. Most companies will not. The truth of the matter is most companies won't do anything for you unless you ask for it. And so it's like that pretty blunt old adage that closed mouths don't get fed, or as I like to say in kind of a nicer ways, you can't get what you want if you don't ask for it. So this week and for all of Aries season, please, please, please try practicing how to ask for what you want, even if it's something really small, like with your friends when you're making plans. Ask to do something that you specifically want to do, even if it may be a little bit inconvenient or maybe not the first thing that they want to do. And this season of Aries season exists so that we can all flex our inner Aries muscles. That's why I love the calendar year. As we flow from one sign to the other, we can all practice what it is to be in that sign's shoes. And so now with Aries season, embrace your boldest, most opinionated, most determined self and get out there and know that you deserve it. Ask for what you want, be clear, and expect that you are going to get it because you are so worthy. Maybe even set yourself a quota for every day during Aries season and say that in some small way, you're going to ask really clearly for what you want. Even if it's like you have lunch plans with a coworker, you can say, I want to go to this restaurant. Or if you're making plans with a friend and they say, hey, are you free on Thursday? You can say, hey, actually, how about we do Monday? So this is my encouragement to you to ask for everything that you want, whether it is very, very big or very, very small. You just have to ask for something that you want every day so that you get into the habit. Because honestly, the more you ask and the more you receive, the more you get into that mindset that you are deserving of getting everything that you want and you deserve to feel worthy. Okay, so that's all we've got for today. Plus there has been mega construction happening outside of my apartment. So I have been having to pause for five minutes at a time while they're jackhammering on the sidewalk and I've just been recording this in intervals. So thank you guys for listening. I really love hearing from all of you. You guys are so spectacular. I love the podcast suggestions. I also love meeting you guys in person. I met someone who listens to the podcast yesterday at a sushi restaurant and that was so fun. And thanks guys. Thanks for being here. I hope you get everything that you want over the next four weeks. And as always, remember to listen to yourself, to love yourself, and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. May you get everything that you ask for, and I will see you all here next week.